introducing the 100% risk-free selling system for your Toronto GTA homes. This is your opportunity to try the service before you sign anything at all. This revolutionary technology-filled system that I have available for you is exactly what you need right now to minimize your stress and maximize your sold dollars on closing. On top of that, you'll get a 24 hours, no hassle cancellation clause included in the agreement. For more details, reach out to me via email, paul.indrigo at c21.ca. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Paul Andrigo here. Today I'm doing a very, very interesting episode that uh, is part of a new series of podcasts that I'm doing. And I've done a number of small business podcasts over the years trying to uh, get the word out to um, help others who are in either the same or similar businesses, or in some cases, completely unrelated businesses. But basically, a way to share their story. So this is something that I'm doing as part of my Ontario business podcast directory. Uh, and today I'm really, really happy to have, um, I think my first guest of the year uh, for this program. And I wanna welcome Melissa to the show. And uh, I'm gonna basically let her introduce herself because uh, I don't like mispronouncing names. So I'm gonna let you pronounce your name. Uh, and then I'll try to remember it afterwards, but uh, uh, introduce yourself uh, to everyone listening, Melissa. Sure. Thank you, Paul. I'm Melissa Pachepa. I am a licensed mortgage agent for the province of Ontario. I'm based out of the Durham region, and I became licensed in 2020, kind of at the, the height of the pandemic, and I've been doing this ever since. Amazing, amazing. So obviously, because you've been doing this now long enough to have been uh, uh, sort of dealt with a couple of, you know, ups and downs, and that's usually the first two years of any small business, and every small business owner listening knows what I'm talking about. Uh, the first year, if you're lucky, you, you know, you just lose a little bit of money, but you, you know, you, st you stay in business. Second year, you break even. Third year, you hopefully go, you know, well beyond that. I know, uh, uh, again, a lot of others listening will know that, uh, that cycle. But let's start for you, Melissa, because again, we sort of connected on one of the many uh, Facebook groups that are out there for, for business owners like us. Uh, so let's start a bit with your background and, uh, again, where you grew up, where you went to school, and, of course, again, the very interesting thing that you did before getting into mortgages. Sure. So I'm born and raised in the Durham region. I, I grew up in Whitby, and then I moved to Oshawa, and I've been living in Bowenville for the last seven years. Okay. Uh, I went to school in Whitby. Anderson was my was my high school. Um, right out of high school, I, I I've always really been interested in emergency services and kind of what goes on behind the scenes that nobody ever tells you about. Yeah, but, uh, I, I don't know why that's always interested me, but it, it just has. It's so, so it's it's the most interesting part of every you know for me music movies business all the behind the scenes stuff, which is kind of what we're letting people know. Yes, absolutely, right. agreed. 
Yeah. So that's that's always been something I've been really into. And after high school, I decided to go to Durham College for a 911 uh, communication certificate program. Lo and behold, after graduation, I find out that it's actually really, really hard to get into the industry. And there, at the time, this was back in like 2007, there weren't a lot of opportunities to get into the industry because they were only hiring full-time people. And when people got into those those jobs, they didn't want to leave. They stayed there till retirement. There wasn't a ton of turnover. The world was yeah. a very different place at that time. Okay. So I I needed a job. I, I went to work at Rogers for a while. I was there for just over seven years. And, you know, I learned the ins and outs of customer service and how to deal with angry people and, <laughs> and all of that stuff. And then I just, I just wanted to do more. I felt like I wasn't mm-hmm. making a difference. I wasn't getting enough out of my work. So I started looking for other jobs and I, I came across a posting for an ambulance communications officer based out of Whitby. So I was like, you know, it kind of feels like fate. Nothing was available before when I was looking. Now that I'm looking, the job that I've always wanted is here. Oh, wow. Let's give it a try. So I applied for it. Um, they called me for testing. I I passed all of the tests, all of the interviews with flying colors, and I got hired as a, as a trainee. So the training program to become an ambulance dispatcher is very long and rigorous. It's, if I remember correctly, I think it was nine weeks of in-class training that I did. And so, like I was saying, I live in Bowmanville and the training Mm -hmm. was in North York. Typically they put up in a hotel for a week at a time, and then you can go home on weekends. But my daughter was only three at the time. She really needed me at home with her. So I did the very long commute every day back and forth. (laughs) I went extra early in the morning. I I spent all of my free time studying to make sure that I did really well. And then when I finally passed, it's called entry to practice training. So when I finally passed that, um, I went back to, uh, I went back to the dispatch center or the ambulance communication center and I started learning how to take emergency calls. And I mean, you do nine weeks of training and simulations and you think you know what you're in for. You don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't at mm-hmm. all. It no. was a, a completely different beast than I thought it was going to be. And it was a lot harder than I could have ever imagined. And uh, I did that for uh, uh, just over three years. And I okay. found that just taking the calls that I did and living in the community that I was dispatching for and, you know, being so, it just being so connected in my community, it made it really hard for me to not stress out every single time I take a call that, you know, it could be one of my family members on the other line. It could be a friend, could be someone Mm -hmm. I know. And then hearing about the incidences online on TV, you see the pictures of the scenes posted from people that, you know, go to the scenes and take pictures for, for the media. And it just, it became very mentally taxing and I just, I couldn't do it anymore. It was taking a very big toll on my mental health and on my family life. So I, I decided to go to college again and I, I took a leave of absence from my ambulance position. I was able to pick up a couple of shifts, but I, I took a leave of absence and I did a, a two-year program at Durham College for office administration in the executive stream. And uh, I had to do a field placement toward the end. 
And uh, through my job with Ontario Public Service, like still being a dispatcher, they offered me a placement in uh, in downtown Toronto, working with the Ministry of Health. And I thought, oh, you know, this is perfect. I'll get a really great salary job out of it. It'll be great. I, I tried to do the placement and I just, I got nothing out of it. I didn't feel like I was going to be making a difference. And I was right back to my Rogers days. <laughs> like it was just flashing in my head. Yeah. So I was like, okay, yeah. this, this isn't going to work for me. I decided to decline the placement position that they offered and I scrambled last minute to find another placement. I was friends on Facebook with my own mortgage broker and you know she had just spoken in a cross-country mortgage conference tour and she appeared to have a really great work-life balance and she was super successful and I just thought you know I want what she has. Mm-hmm how can I do this? So I asked her if she needed a student for a placement and she was super happy to take me on. And my very first day there, I just, I fell in love with the industry. It gave me everything I wanted from all the different things I've done. So I get to problem solve and work with finances like I did at Rogers. I get to make a difference in people's lives because truly sometimes they come to me and you know, dire financial situations. And I'm able to turn that around for them and actually make a positive impact. And it still gives me enough time to give back to my community and and do fundraisers and and things that I'm really passionate about. So it's like the perfect mix of everything that I've wanted. And I'm absolutely loving it. Well, you know what, that is that that response and that explanation of, of your journey uh, again, to me is exactly what I was thinking is because of the fact that you've had that experience with, um, you know, true life and death situations and, and keeping people calm on the other line, um, all that kind of stuff. You know, you're dealing with people who are uh, in, in mortgage and for me in real estate, the same thing. You're dealing with people who are in some cases, uh, you know, maybe at their, you know, last, uh, you know, last, last choices. They don't really know what to do. Um, and they need someone who's again been through this, and they can you know sort of keep you calm, uh, and let them know that you know other people have gone through what you're going through. Obviously, you don't feel like that. No one, you know, none of us do when we're going through it. Um, so it is such a really good thing that you have that uh, ability to uh, you know to be able to explain that to people. Um, you know, in, in sort of a um, uh, you know, sort of with, with, a, with, a, with a service provider mentality uh, versus just sort of, you know, being just, you know, you know the, the, the uh, just being like another, um, you know, mortgage agent who's, who's you know, just going to answer just the typical questions. I, I think uh, it seems to me like you're going to be able to, uh, you know, go a little bit beyond that. Yeah, I try to. So, I mean, there's two ways that we could, we could really do our jobs. Same as yours. We could look at it as a transaction or we could do our very best for them, approach it with compassion and understanding and make a difference and be their person for life. And that's what I try to do. I, I try to be their mortgage agent for their, the entire life of their mortgage. When they go to their, their, or friends' houses and family get-togethers, and you know, inevitably they start talking about the housing market and they talk about their mortgage. I want to be the person that they're saying, you know, Melissa's amazing. She is understanding. She's compassionate. She does great things in the community, and you should talk to her. She will help you. 
I, I want to be that person. So yeah. I work really, really hard to do that. Yeah. And, and that's the way actually, um, that's the way you're going to be, you know, uh, getting well past, uh, you know, the fact that you've been doing this now for three years now. So yeah. 2023. Um, so to get to the point where you're, uh, you know, going to be doing this for as long as you want, it's definitely important. And, and this is something I had to uh, sort of learn as I, as I went is that the more um, I looked at relationships and I've always said it relationships and, and I kind of use the, um, the, the, the greater than symbol on your keyboard. So relationships greater than transactions. Yeah. Um, so for me, it's always been very simple. It's almost like, you know, it's, it's like right in front of me at my desk. Uh, and it's, it's, it's just constantly, you know, looking back at the people that I've dealt with, including a client that I've talked to as, as recently as yesterday, who I have, who have been working with, with, you know, for over 20 years. Um, so you, you develop these relationships and of course people, you know, people move, they, 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 you know, they have life changes. Of course, they also have, uh, you know, their own changes of, of careers and things like that. So, uh, you know, you, you sort of want to just, you know, stay in touch with them, uh, you know, wish them well on the new job and the new move and everything else. And of course, um, yeah, as you said, you know, you, you kind of said this and I always, I always sort of make the comment as well that uh, at every house party at some point in your 20s or 30s, uh, every house party you go to, the, the topic at some point in the kitchen is going to eventually come around to real estate um, just because it is, it is and it will probably always be uh, you know, one of the, you know, it's one of those top three, it's, you know, it's food, clothing, shelter. Um, but obviously, you know, right now, shelter seems to be uh, even more of a hot topic, social media, uh, you know, and, and other people doing podcasts about it as well. Absolutely. So definitely uh, wanted to make sure that I uh, again, sort of had you on the podcast to be able to sort of, you know, put a voice to your, uh, you know, to your services and what you're doing. Um, and now we'll talk a little bit about your, um, you know, you, you came up with a really great offering that you added to my, um, my program, which is called, again, the Ontario Business Podcast Directory, which is connected to something I do for uh, people that I've been working with for, you know, for long years, for, for many years, and also new clients. Uh, and it's called my VIP podcast perks. So you're, you're now one of those um, people that's on there. And uh, so I guess maybe if you want to explain um, a little bit about your offer, because uh, I've already had a few people say what a great idea, and hopefully it'll uh, you know, come back to come back to you eventually. So uh, talk a little bit about uh, the offer that you've got there. Sure. So I am willing to do a free mortgage review for anyone uh, that, you know, listens to the podcast or connects with me. I do a deep dive into your financial situation to find how best I can help you. So whether you're a first-time buyer and you're looking for a pre-approval, or if you own a property and have equity and perhaps you need to utilize some of that equity to pay off some of your debts, maybe clean up your, your monthly expenses, improve your cash flow, I do that completely free of charge. It does take me uh, a bit. I collect all of the documents up front. I spend a few hours reviewing your file, your application, all of your documents. I do a comprehensive overview. And I do that all for free. 
um, I, I come up with a game plan for you to decide how best to move forward and, and what we can do to put you in the best position for whatever you're looking to do. Again, whether you're a first-time home buyer and you're looking to get into the market, I do my very best to get you up to the maximum purchase price. I have access to 57 different lenders. So I have a lot of options and I can really help solve problems creatively when needed to, to make sure that, again, you're in the best possible situation when we're all finished. That's again, that's, that's really the, again, that's really the, the main thing is, a, is about giving people, you know, as many options as possible. And again, I'm talking to people just this morning, I'm talking to people who are in positions where uh, they literally have said to me in the email that, you know, we need to sell by a certain time or, you know, or we're in trouble. So when I'm, when I'm, you know, when, when we're trusted with those kinds of, you know, things where, okay, they, you know, they, you know, they need help or they, you know, need to move on. It's really important. This is why uh, I am so um, focused on having certain people, especially problem solvers, um, you know, sort of on my team as far as the, you know, as far as, you know, the working together stuff, because uh, the last thing, you know, anybody wants when they're in a position where they're, you know, uh, in danger or, or, you know, getting into some financial trouble, the last thing you want to do is you want to have someone who can't, you know, empathize, who can't understand. Um, and unfortunately, some people do think about, you know, the, um, the business end of things more than there's, you know, there's a person on the end, on the other end of that. Uh, transaction and uh, you know they need uh, you know they need us so that's something that uh, you know again it's really important for for people to hear that which I think they have um, you know in the podcast that we're doing today. Absolutely, I mean this year more than than I've seen so far in my three years doing this. This year it is a very predominant issue that people are really really struggling. Like inflation's high, the cost of groceries even though they say it's not this high, like I feel like things have, have actually doubled in price. The cost of just eating your home has increased exponentially. It, it, it's a really hard time for people and wages are not matching them. So no, no. It, I, I have a lot of people now more than ever coming to me saying, you know, I'm really struggling to get by. If I can't come up with a solution, I will have to sell my house. Mm. And I mean, when you think about it, the cost of rent is pretty on par with, with owning a house, with the cost of a mortgage and property taxes. So it, it really won't get them that much further ahead. It just simply they'll have the equity in their bank account to give them a cushion. So if we can tap into some of that equity, pay off some of their debts and clean things up, yeah, mm -hmm. we, can, we can help them get them back on track and then you know prevent them from having to sell their house. Because when you own a home, it it, like it's your biggest asset. You don't want to let go of that if you don't absolutely have to. So I, I really try my best to keep people in their homes because again, it's your largest financial asset and it, it really does help you. And, and once you've sold and you start renting, it is so much harder to get back into the market again when you want to own. So I, I feel like this is a, going to be a very, very big issue this year. And I just want people to know that they're not alone. It is super it, it's a massive issue right now and yeah I'm, yeah i'm so happy to to help and and fix things in any way that i can 
Well, and that's exactly what you're bringing up is, of course, you know, there's 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 a few different sides of the scenario. But of course, uh, on my end of things, of course, I get a lot of people that are telling me, you know, again, they they've, they've been in their properties for so long. They are sitting on a, a lot of equity. And, and the best advice for me to for, for me to them is what's going to make you happy at the end of, let's say, um, you know, the winter season, like, you know, is, is being in that house giving you the joy that you want. And if not, let's talk about the option of either downsizing, which is a big, big discussion I'm having with a lot of people. Um, and other people are also in the position where what's best for them is the idea of, you know, sometimes uh, making a move, you know, either uh, to a different city, uh, and a lot of people from Toronto over the years, I've moved more people to from Toronto to Durham than just about any other kind of move, uh, just because it is, uh, you know, a little bit more affordable. And of course, even further east, um, <clears throat> going to, you know, even like different provinces and things like that. So, uh, so many different things that, of course, come up. But again, being the problem solver that, again, you obviously were before and you, you have to be now um, is definitely going to help people. So, uh, Melissa, I guess the last thing I'll say is what is the best way for people to reach you if and when they uh, want to reach out to you? Of course, they're going to see your name and all your info on my, uh, my podcast perks and all that. But uh, uh, what's the best way for them to reach you? Uh, so email or phone, text all would be fine. My email is melissa at mkmortgagesolutions.com. Phone number is 905-925-4762. Those are really the best ways. Phone call, text, email, all are fine. Um, Do you have like two minutes for me to just tell everyone about the fundraiser that I'm running? Well, yeah, absolutely. That's that's part of um, not just this podcast, but even uh, you know, future podcasts having to do with upcoming events, by all means, you're uh, welcome to come back and, and let me know or even, even send me sometimes other people have been doing that, uh, sending me a little bit of a, uh, a recorded message about, you know, what's going on. So by all means, please uh, tell me about the event. Yeah, so I'm really excited about it. It launches tomorrow, Wednesday, February 1st. Um, so from my time as a dispatcher, I took a lot of cardiac arrest calls, which means, you know, the person's heart has suddenly just stopped and people are doing CPR to try to keep them alive. So what I noticed is that there were not a lot of defibrillators in the community when people do go into cardiac arrest. Yes, there are some now in grocery stores and a lot of gyms and recreational facilities have them, but not every public place has one. Yeah, so I wanted to I wanted to change that in hopes that I could, you know, try and help save some of these people's lives. So in in Canada, every 12 minutes, someone goes into cardiac arrest. So while we've been talking, one or two people have gone into cardiac arrest in the country. Wow, that's that's powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And every minute that a defibrillator is delayed, that person's chances of survival decreases by seven to 10 percent, which is huge. And if you consider that it takes the average ambulance anywhere, like if they're really close by, maybe two or three minutes to get to you. If you are out in the middle of nowhere, it could take them 10, 15, 20 minutes to get to you. So if there's no defibrillator available, the chances of survival really decreases very, very quickly. So I am raising money to place more defibrillators throughout the Durham region in publicly accessed locations. I'm working with the pre-hospital care program at Lake Ridge Health. I've been working with the Durham Region paramedics. Um, I've been talking to various different cardiac arrest survivors who are going to be sharing their stories. Um, so if 
if anyone is interested in finding out more of the details and how they can donate to this, um, I can give you the link to my Facebook page and all of the details will be there. Local businesses have donated some items that I've collected and put into a grand prize. So anyone who donates is going to be entered into a draw on March 1st for a chance to win this grand prize. It's valued over $1,000 right now. We've got hockey tickets in there. We've got gift cards um, for restaurants and we've got, uh, we've got a, lot, a lot of really cool stuff in there. So if anyone's interested, like I said, my Facebook page is going to be the best way to check that out. And yeah, I'm really excited. I hope it goes well. I'm hoping to place a few units throughout the, throughout the region and hopefully make a difference. Well, I definitely hope that, again, everyone who's listening, who's, who's going to want to be part of all of this is going to reach out to you. Obviously, they'll have a few different ways to do that um, and help you get to this goal, because I, I think it's super important as well. Um, on, on a side note, my, um, my former, my former, but my uh, uh, father-in-law who passed away was a um, CPR instructor. Mm -hmm. And and one of the things that he did, and I actually was also a CPR instructor with him for a little while, is uh, he was one of the people that trained uh, people on how to use defibrillators. And 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 again, from from just knowing uh, how powerful you know those tools are, it's so it's so great that you're doing what you're doing. So uh, I'm going to wish you the best of luck on that. And again, anyone listening that wants to. Um, um, to, to get involved and to lend a hand, obviously reach out to Melissa and she will, uh, you know, let you know what, uh, what to do next. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so okay. much. Well, thanks for, again, thanks for joining me on the podcast and by all means, uh, we'll hopefully have you back again as a return visitor and, uh, update people on what's going on in the, in the mortgage world here in the, you know, the Durham region, you know, Ontario area. Um, and then again, any questions that they might have. For sure. I'd love to. Thank you so much for okay. having me. This has been great. Thanks, Melissa. Appreciate your time. All right. Take okay. care. Bye-bye. Okay. So that is the end of the podcast. Awesome. How do you yeah. Feel? How, how, how do you feel it went? I think it went okay. I think it went great. I said everything I wanted to say. You did. did. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't really you, you... want to get too much into the to the 911 calls and stuff that I took, even though I'm sure lots of people would want to hear about it. It Sometimes it makes me kind of emotional. So I okay. To, All right. So I, I, I get that it's probably, yeah, it has to be something that, you know, you have to do it from your own heart. You can't, you know, do it because I think it's interesting or somebody else does. But um, it's definitely something that uh, I think gives you, uh, the advantage in terms of like, you know, standing out because it isn't uh, even necessarily the, you know, the, the, the real estate stuff that I do that gets me uh, the business that I do. Sometimes it's just the fact that I do this podcast uh, yeah. more, more often than you might believe just, but that's just how life works. So uh, if you, if you're a really good storyteller, if you're good at what you do, and of course, you know, you follow up and you do all the other stuff you're supposed to do, um, you know, then of course, good things happen from there. So yeah. So once again, this should be uh, up and running probably by, I would say, tomorrow or Thursday at the latest. I like to do something like a little bit of a, um, I like to do a little bit of marketing buildup for, for the podcast. So once it's recorded for me, that's the beginning of it. And then sort of, you know, I'll sort of do a little bit of a countdown to try to get some uh, interest and some buzz. Same thing I do with listings. Uh, and hopefully even the next time I have a, a Durham region listing, uh, and I do one of my big grand opening events and, 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 and uh, 
grand opening and, and you know neighborhood appreciation events that I do. Uh, hopefully, you'll uh, be able to join me there for one of those if, uh, if if things work out that way. Yeah, absolutely. Just let me know. I'd be happy to. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll keep you. I'll keep you in touch. And uh, again, you probably see it on the you know, the social media. Uh, networks as well about when I start announcing it. So by all means, make sure you let me know if you want to be part of it. Awesome. Yeah, for sure. This is okay. so great. Thank you so much for having me. Well, yeah, it's again, to me, this is just, again, this is just, you know, two people that, you know, are, are in, you know, uh, complementing, um, you know, fields. Uh, you're in mortgage, I'm in real estate. We have automatically something to talk about so if there's anything that goes beyond that and, and it becomes interesting and of course if it leads to again someone emailing me about you know a conversation that i had with you or vice versa uh saying that you know that, that they might be interested in you know buying a house with us or or, or you know whatever making a move um again that's all uh, that's all what this is for and hopefully it'll it'll lead to good things awesome this was great. You, this yeah. Is a fantastic podcast. You're doing such, such a great thing for, for small business owners and, you know, bringing attention to people that wouldn't otherwise really get noticed. So that's just really awesome. Good job. Uh, well, it, you know what, again, I, and I thank you for that. It's, it's something that, again, I wish it was around when I was starting. Cause again, it, there wasn't really uh, a lot of, um, you know, affordable ways to, you know, get the word out about what we did, especially in like the year 2000, there wasn't even, there wasn't even social media. Uh, so you basically were on the phone every day, you know, 50, 100 phone calls a day, let, letting people know one by one what you do. Uh, and, 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 and 90% of them either yelling at you or, or not wanting to talk to you. Uh, just because that's not, you know, that wasn't what they wanted to, you know, that, that's not who they wanted on the other line. Yeah. Um, so this is a little different. The people who are listening, generally speaking, are somewhat preconditioned. Uh, and are, of course, you know, they're listening to either real estate or business or just like podcasts, whatever the reason, I don't care. Um, if I keep them interested, chances are they'll say, you know what, uh, you know, he seems like a, you know, decent guy. He's got a, you know, great guests on there. Uh, and of course, I want them reaching out to you guys, which is why the, you know, the whole directory and all that stuff came up. Um, so, yeah. So hopefully, again, we'll continue this uh, to be continued as always. And, uh, you know, otherwise, have a good day. And. Uh, enjoy, you know, the rest of real life and kids and, you know, <laughs> everything else that goes on, all the other stuff. Awesome. You too. All right. Okay. All right. Well, have a, have a great day, Melissa. You okay. too. Bye. Goodbye. Okay,